Hello everyone, welcome back to another exciting episode of Deviating Tangents. The show where two guys try to talk about stuff, and you listen. And inevitably we get sidetracked and, and circle back, maybe, or just go off on several other tangents. That's how the show works. It's how it's worked since day one. This is episode four, and as anybody remembers... Uh, in the last episode, I said if I I said I'm gonna try to track down Kermit the Frog, and uh, I had no luck. Yeah, it turns out he's really busy right it, now. Especially like this time of year, the holidays are coming up. Yeah, the, the, like, the whole Muppet Christmas Carol. He's, yeah, he's, he's got he's yeah. really busy with Muppet stuff. But we were able to uh, uh, contact a a really close friend of Kermit's. Uh, uh, can you introduce yourself, please? Hi, uh, hee ho! I am uh, Kermit the Fug. Did you just say, nope, Fug, F-U-G. How's it going, everybody? It's nice to uh, be on this show. There are deviating tangents and whatnot. I am the live field reporter. Reporting, coming at you from the nearest field. And and, and what do you do out there in that field there, Kremit? Uh, that's, I harvest the children's. Um, you, you harvest the children's? Yes, the, the children of the corn. Ah, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> There's children in the corn. <coughs> They're trapped in there. I can hear them screaming. I'm getting them out. Um. All right. So, 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 was, t- tell us a little more about yourself, there, Kremit. Uh, I, I'm so glad you asked, Scott. Um, uh, I, uh, my name is Kremit the Fr- uh, Kremit the Fug, and um, uh, I am a I am a frog. I am a fug frog. Of sorts. Uh, uh, I can only imagine you have questions about how I look, and that is, uh, imagine uh, pull open uh, Google image search if you must, and uh, Google search Kermit the Frog, and uh, just imagine what Kermit the Frog looks like, and I look nothing like that. <laughs> uh, I'm Kermit shaped, but I am much fatter uh, than Kermit is. I am brown. He's green. I am brown. Uh, And uh, instead of the half ping pong ball eyeball things, I just have googly eyes. But other than that, we pretty much look the same. And 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 tell everyone, Kremit, is it easy being brown? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, a lot of people. I I don't get why Kermit's been on a soapbox saying it's not easy being green. He's not, he's just from like the, the, the bayou where like he just has to worry about getting eaten by crocs and stuff. I know four turtles that live in Manhattan <laughs> that have it so much harder than he does. Yeah, but the, the, those turtles, I mean, they, they, they enjoy a pizza. Well, who doesn't enjoy pizza? Pizza's like, it's life. Exactly. So, so those turtles seem to seem to be having you know a pretty good life. They they got all the pizza they can want. Yeah, but they got like these guys. They got a bunch of ninjas after them. They call they they call themselves the Foot. They dress up in purple and they beat them up. I don't, I don't know. And, I only know one of them, and he's where I buy my pot from. But <laughs> are, are you are you buying pot from one of the turtles or from one of the Foot Clan? No, from one of the turtles. Oh, all right. Who, uh, the, all the, right. The, the young the orange the orange one. I think his name's Mike. Mike. I should really think know it's, my turtles. Think, think, think it's Mike. <laughs> no, I hope I... I did not just out my weed dealer. <laughs> no! I must retreat into the into the, into the the field. And, 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 you never and saw which... me! <laughs> uh, Kermit the Fug, everybody. Kermit, Kermit the Fug. 
All, all right. <laughs> so how was that for a celebrity guest appearance? Uh, this is an audio show, so none of you could see it. He just took my chair and like wheeled me into the other room. <laughs> and he just took my microphone. I'm like, okay, I guess we're doing this now. Yeah, and and he, he was was not gentle about it. No, he just he's like, get out of here. This is my show. He just grabbed by, by the back of the chair. It's a wheelchair. Like I can only imagine if it wasn't like a desk chair because he's tiny, but like he manhandled this chair. <laughs> but I guess he's going to. Did he say he was going to be in like a field or something? Yeah, that that's what he. Apparently, that's where he lives. Kremit, which field are you going to? All of them. I reside in every field at once. I I, I, I question the logistics, but I, I don't. I am I, frightened. Y- y- yeah. Kremit is in every field. That's right. Something about an, an omnipresence fug. <laughs> what kind of what, last name is fug? I, right? What, what even is a fug? Guys, you should get today's topic. I mean, he's got a point. He's got a point. <laughs> today's topic is why is why are theisms boring now? All right. <laughs> uh, we talked about this briefly before the yeah, before we started recording yeah. the show. And I basically, I, I posed the question, and now I know that they don't have much in tandem with each other, but so in Greek mythology, the actual mythos of like the Titans and the Olympians and all that stuff were used for astronomy so that sailors could tell stories of certain star shapes and they could use those star shapes from those stories to know where they were and where they were headed uh, while they were sailing. And that just got all like passed down from time uh, and people started believing that this, there was this Mount Olympus, which is a real place, where on top of it, because it was so high, it like crested the heavens and all of the Greek gods lived up there. But so I pose the question, if if Zeus is the king of the Olympian gods, if he's like head honcho number one, why is he not representative of the sun? Uh, if you look into Roman theology, which they just copy and pasted Greek mythology, uh, Zeus, is, Zeus is called Jupiter, which I get it. Jupiter's the most, it's the largest planet in our solar system. But why is Zeus Jupiter not the sun? Apollo is the sun in both Greek and Roman theology. Like Apollo doesn't even have a name change. And I think Apollo is the, the, the son of, it's Zeus and I think Leto? Leto, whatever her name is, she's the titan of something. It's uh, not even Hera. Cheating she, on she, his... She's also the lead singer in the White Stripes. Do you mean... No. <laughs> uh, Jared Leto? Jared Leto is from Nine yeah. Minutes to Mars. Whatever. 60 seconds to... No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just it, this is Eleanor Rigby all over again. <laughs> What's the name of that band? Oh, I'm all I'm all turned around now. Because now I'm thinking about our Eleanor Rigby joke. You look it up while I tell the story. We were talking about Greek gods, and now we're talking about music, which I guess the the mythology has been passed down through like storytelling and stuff. But so here's the here's the story. Um. When, 30 seconds to Mars. 30 seconds to Mars. Nine minutes. <laughs> 60 seconds. 
Yeah, round trip. <laughs> 525,600 minutes to Mars. So, uh, where Scott and I used to work, uh, we had a... Uh, they, they would play the radio at night, and it was just, like, stuff you hear on the radio all the time. And so... What... So, so was the song... Uh, Bob O'Reilly by The Who comes on. Yeah. And so I think we were clocking out for lunch and Scott turns to me and he goes, what's the name of the song? It's Eleanor Rigby. <laughs> and I'm like, no, Eleanor Rigby's by The Beatles. It's by The Who. This song is called and as I'm trying to say it, <laughs> all I can hear in my brain is Eleanor Rigby, Eleanor Rigby, Eleanor Rigby. <laughs> and so for like the next hour I could not remember what the song was called because Scott had implanted a new memory in my brain. It's it's fascinating, really. Just just how easily our brains just malfunction like that. Like something that you know for certain that a memory you've been able to recall just every single day of your life all of a sudden stops. Yeah. And and there's nothing you can do about it. You just, you just gotta let that brain block happen and come back to it later. Yeah. Which is really scary. Um, there's. I guess we're going to talk a bit like more of like the health aspect of it. So since I started dating Jess, uh, there's a term that I've never heard of in the medical world that has been thrown around a lot that apparently is a real thing called brain fog. Mm -hmm. uh, so when your body is afflicted by something or if you're under the influence of, you know, some type of like a psychotropic drug. And I'm not saying like if you were to say get high on marijuana and you just kind of space brain fog is like your body is doing too much for your brain to use its memory yep you're you're on autopilot essentially yes like your body is moving but your brain isn't functioning like, like uh highway hypnosis where where you just drive down the highway for an hour and then, and then you, you realize have no you have recollection you have not looked that. at the road for yeah. an hour yeah yeah terrifying stuff but but your body is is moving on instinct alone yeah it's one of those like autonomic functions where it's like you breathe and blink without knowing that you're breathing or blinking In, until you realize that oh hey you have to breathe and blink and and now you are completely focused on it to the point where even i am struggling right now to breathe yeah <laughs> and everybody everybody listening to the show for the next five minutes at least is going to be completely fully aware focused. fully aware of every time they breathe and every time they blink i yep. love it yep and, and it's so easy to, to to implant those thoughts on someone. Yep. And so I, I read a story uh, yesterday. Um, so you know the the contagious yawn response. Yes. So apparently, um, like like narcissists don't have that. Hmm. And 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 like it it can be a sign of of like sociopathic tendencies like high self-importance yeah like, like not empathizing with others yeah i can i can believe that normally when um i because i'm always subconsciously aware of mm. stuff like that so it's like every time i see every time i see somebody yawn i think to myself oh hey they yawned let's see if i can fight the urge to yawn right right because you know it's coming yeah <laughs> and usually I can get away with it. Mm -hmm. And so people are, why aren't you yawning? And I'm like, because I saw you do it and I didn't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Mythbusters was a great show. It was a great show. How many seasons did they run for? Uh, was it like a dozen? Something like Probably that? close. They, they, they should do more. I, I feel like a lot of shows like that were ahead of their time. Yeah. Because like the the makerspace movement is is really starting to take off and like I don't want to always equate everything back to right to repair but I feel like with more stringent right to repair laws it's easier to to have access to just tinkering tools like that. Yeah. Um and and just, you know, be able to build things yourself build robots whatever oh yeah remember battle bots i do remember battle bots speaking of mythbusters yeah uh grant imahara now passed uh bless him because that was sudden yeah he had like an aneurysm right something like that not to draw attention to a tragedy but like he was he was one of the first winners of battle bots or something like that was it Robot Wars? I think it was BattleBots. It might have been. I, I don't remember. But he was one of the first winners. Yeah. And like, I think that's how he got on the show, essentially, because he had worked on... He was like one of the first team contestants. Yeah. And the winners, like the, the champion winners, had to go up against Jamie Heinemann's robot, which was like undefeated. <laughs> and so I think that's how Grant got to meet Jamie, and that's how he got on the show, essentially. And like, And like, we, we don't... We don't have anything like that on TV anymore. No, like there isn't really a, uh, <laughs> there's not really like good edutainment anymore. Yeah. I'm sure there is, and I'm not thinking of it. Of, of course, I don't even have cable, so yeah. like my, my exposure is limited, but like, yeah, like the last five years of cable, I'd have yeah. no, I have no context Most for Most of it is just trash reality TV anyway. Yeah. And even when I was, when I did have cable, we watched the same thing all the time. Well, yeah, of course. You, you don't know if you're going to like something new, so why would you try? Exactly. Which I'm not going to waste my not time. A horrible, it, it, it is a horrible mindset to have, but at the same time, most things out there are shit. Yeah. Um, now I remember growing up in my household, it was, we always had uh, AMC or Hallmark Channel specifically mm-hmm. so that we could watch mash if nothing else was on mm-hmm. which was a good show i never got into it but i was aware of it my mother liked it i wish because that's almost because the the message is timeless mm-hmm. for anybody that's never seen mash mash stands for mobile army surgical hospital and it was a comedy sitcom based in the um uh the middle of the korean war where it was just a American GI unit of doctors that were just trying to, you know, get by during their time spent in Korea. And uh, it was a modern commentary, at the, and this is from like the 70s, it was a modern commentary on how war was wasteful, which is like a timeless message. So I, I feel with like how military innovation has gotten to the point where we don't need troops in a country anymore hmm. we can just like drone strike everything which should also be regulated yes and, and is yeah. a very scary thought yeah. but like you couldn't make mash today because we don't we don't focus so much on ground soldiers anymore yeah. i mean we do the, the the whole infrastructure of of occupying a country is is, is different now than it was then yes 
it's but, more about it's not so much about physical occupation as it is ideological there there's um a quote from hawkeye that i think is timeless and and i'm sure you know what quote i'm already talking about probably the one about war yes yeah so so everyone everyone knows the old adage war is hell they say something different in in the show and and i think it hits a lot harder than just war is hell and and i think it comes from a a more real place tell me father (coughs) who goes to hell uh sinners i believe i mean like you've got it yeah i've I've got it pulled up yeah uh so hawkeye says exactly there are no innocent bystanders in hell but war is chock full of them little kids cripples and old ladies in fact except for a few of the brass almost everyone involved is an is an innocent bystander which is a really sad but honest yeah. way to that, that is the harsh reality that we live in yeah it's such a good show and and that's from what the 80s 70s 70s late 70s early 80s <coughs> it's weird the show lasted the show ran longer than korea was a war <laughs> but um I don't want to dwell on this too much. I just brought up a show. Yeah, we we, we got into We're some not, heavy stuff. Neither of us, neither <laughs> of us are from military backgrounds and don't really have much merit to talk about the subject. I was talking about a show that I like. Yep. And then we just kind of spiraled from there. But so so Apollo. <laughs> I did want to get back to what we were talking about because you completely threw me with the Jared Leto comment. But no. Um, yeah, I, I, this is kind of a roundabout way of saying it, but why is Zeus not the god of the sun? If, why is his his actual son, Apollo, uh, the, the god of the sun, the most powerful entity in our galaxy? Because Zeus is good at delegating. That, that That's why he has so many kids, so he can offload so many responsibilities. <laughs> he, I looked at, like, the not the chronology, but, like, the actual, like, descendants list of, like, all of Zeus's children. It, and there's, circle. like, over 20. Yeah. Uh, most of Agent Grace's problems could be solved with Zeus keeping it in his pants. If Zeus was faithful to his wife, <laughs> to his sister wife... There's a lot of stuff like that, especially yeah. like in, in Greek. Like everybody's doing everybody. Um, so, so I actually do have a story about Apollo. Really? Uh, so Apollo had a love interest. Yeah. Uh, her name was Cassandra. That would make sense. Yes. So Cassandra was a human girl, and she. There's a couple versions of the story. Um, Essentially, she was gifted powers by by the fates to essentially be able to foretell the future with perfect accuracy. With, with perfect accuracy, with the caveat, no that one no would one listen would... to her or believe her. Yes, which that would work really well in tandem with Apollo because. He never, like, appeared before people as a god. Yeah. Uh, which a lot of, like, the main Olympians would do, but him being part of that second generation, uh, he spoke to people uh, in the form of the Oracle of Delphi. Mm-hmm. Um, so, or at least that's how the mythos portrays it. So. I, but, I think that's that's really tragic. Like, 
it is a burden to be right all of the time. It, it is a burden to know what's going to happen. Yeah. And and not be able to do anything about it, and and, and to have people think, oh, hey, you're you're crazy. You're just spouting random nonsense. But then it happens, and everyone's like, well, what the fuck? Why did you do this? Yeah. And it's kind of that if you know something's happening, like that's something that you can apply to like real life too. Yeah. Where it's like if you work in an office or in any type of place of work and you know that something's happening that shouldn't be, mm-hmm. but it's like, and you try to tell people that nobody believes you. And and usually you're the one who gets, gets taken out for it. Like, yeah. like you, you come to your boss with a problem saying, oh, hey, th- this is a bad thing. Something is going to go very wrong. You're fired. Yeah. Like, that's it. End of story. And blacklisted. Yeah. And then it, the bad thing happens, and it's like, oh, well, it was their fault because they knew but didn't do anything about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. What was it? Um, I had a, a deviating tangent of a thought. <laughs> Welcome to the show where we do that. Um, do you remember the... Disney's Hercules TV show. Yes, and and I think it is fantastic and in a great way of explaining Greek mythology. Yeah, every episode because it was a very serialized like villain yeah. of the week show. Yeah, but it was more situational. Mm-hmm. Like every episode was a different Greek story, mm-hmm. and I love that. It, it has one of my my favorite lines in media. Uh, what was his name? Was it Atlas? No, it wouldn't have been a Prometheus. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, if you don't know, Prometheus climbed Mount Olympus and brought fire down to every normal day people. He was Prometheus was one of the few Titans. Yeah. That Zeus did not banish to Tartarus. Yeah. Um, however, for for his crimes of giving fire to to the normal people. He was sentenced to be chained to a rock for all eternity, and every single day, a was an eagle vulture. Vulture. A vulture would come and eat his liver, and you know every day it would grow back. Vulture would come back, eat it again. In in Hercules the animated series, they have an episode on Prometheus. And the vulture shows up with an onion, and Prometheus is like, "Is that an onion?" Are you going to eat my liver with an onion? And and, and it's it's fantastic because it's such a smart joke. It's, and, a, it's and a, so stupid it's at a, the same it's time. It's a funny setup <laughs> for an otherwise really stupid and corny joke. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good episodes. I recently... Um, I don't know if it was Disney+. Plus. I, it had to have been a couple months ago when I had a Disney Plus account, which I just got another one because Jess and I started watching more Disney movies. We watched Ratatouille the other night. Nice. Uh, We got through half of it. We still need to finish it at some point. But uh, I think Hercules, the animated series, is on Disney+. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, how well do they, like, actually tackle the Greek mythos? And every episode is like, hey, I know that person from this story. And it ties in perfectly to their... I think, like, 90s and 2000s Disney like Disney Channel mm-hmm. like cartoon writers had their like their eye on the ball yeah. when it came to like writing material because that show was done so well. I love that 
Hercules is this, he's, because in the original Greek mythos, the 12 labors of Hercules, he's not a bumbling oaf, but he's a strong, misunderstood man. Yep. And how do you, how do you make that into an, into a story for children to follow? You just make him a socially awkward kid. Yeah, both exactly. The, both the movie and the show, he was like that. Even as a full grown adult, Hercules was not liked by people. Yeah. And he was causing accidents and accident, like breaking his whole f- city that he grew up in, which I can't remember what that town is supposed to be. He completely, if anybody's seen the movie, he completely trashes it. Yep. Entirely on accident. Multiple times. That's what happens when you have godlike strength. Yep. And, and don't know how to control it. And so I just love in the, in the cartoon, in the show, he's set up as this awkward teenager that needs mm-hmm. to go to high school because he needs to get his diploma and be intelligent because that's better than being strong. And, and that's a trope that you see in a lot of, of shows in that time. And I think it really resonates with, with a certain audience because, like, we've all been there. We've all been the awkward high school student who, who's kind of on the fringe of society yeah you've got your friend group but like you don't know everyone you're not in everyone's circle and there are just going to be people who don't like you just because you're you or there's like the i was actually gonna bring up his friend group uh so in the show hercules has two friends Mm -hmm. there's icarus the son of daedalus the Mm -hmm. grand inventor Mm -hmm. icarus being the kid who escaped with his father on the wax wings mm. and flew too close to the sun. They reference that in the show yep. because Icarus, played by French Stewart, really funny guy, uh, is he's weird. He's an eccentric weirdo. And, and, so, and fits the character perfectly. His crush that just happens to be part of their trio is Cassandra, is where you brought that up. And she's portrayed as just like this 90s, 2000s goth girl, mm-hmm. which is perfect mm-hmm. for her. Uh, there's an episode where she like works part time for Hades because he's looking <laughs> for a diviner, and she's like got that yeah. pure foresight. Uh, Icarus is always trying to get with her, and she's like no, because she's all macabre and stuff. Hmm. And so I remember in the movie uh, Hercules Hero to Zero, which is just like essentially a clip show of like four different episodes. Yeah. I think it capped off the show finishing because it wouldn't make sense to show episodes from the show if they hadn't come out yet. Yeah. And some of these episodes were from, like, season two, so it had to be at the end of the show's life cycle. Well, you know with with Disney shows of the time, 63 episodes max. Yeah. but we, we, um, We've talked about that before. It In the very first episode, it's Hercules' first day of high school, and he meets Icarus, and he meets Cassandra, both at lunch. Well, he meets her at lunch. And so Icarus, like, goes back up to get food... Uh, and so Herc's just sitting there with Cassandra and he's like, Icarus is a great guy. Is he your boyfriend? And she's like, try stalker stalker. He thinks he's my boyfriend. He flew too close to the sun. Oh, so he's that Icarus. I always wondered about his hair. It goes deeper, like to his brain. (laughs) So I just, I love the dialogue in that show. It's, it's a product of its time. The, the dialogue is, but the writing to portray that kind of show is timeless. Yeah. And you've got like Adonis, the rich bully. Mm -hmm. Uh, you've got, there are, there's a recurring on again, off again, love interest. Who's an Amazon. And I forget her name for the life of me, but every episode features like a new God's problem. Speaking of Apollo, there's an episode where 
uh, Hercules needs to get his chariot's license. <laughs> and so Zeus, he's like, oh, I'm going to introduce you to my buddy, not son, <laughs> yep. to my buddy Apollo. He, you know, he's, he controls the sun. He rides the sun into, into the daytime. And so you can, like, essentially, I can use my got my godly influence to, and if, father powers. If to, anyone can teach you how to drive a chariot, it'll be the guy who pulls the sun. Exactly. And so, and Hercules, like, of course, he screws it up. Of course. So that there's, like, a an actual like drama for the episode mm. where he's like driving the sun through the town <laughs> and setting stuff on fire. It's just done really, really well. And I, I hate that I bring, I bring all this up. I wanted to talk about this today. Uh, I bring all this up because like I grew up as a Christian. I grew up as somebody with a monotheistic belief system and, mm-hmm. All of this polytheism is way more interesting than anything I've been taught. So that is a touchy subject that I think deserves a little bit of of airtime. We're not saying religions are bad. We're not saying they're good. I just wish... I'm not saying good or bad either way. (laughs) If it helps you sleep at night and doesn't hurt anyone, I think you should be entitled to your belief system. Yeah, exactly. I just wish that ours was, or mine, was more interesting. And there's a lot of, if anybody that's read the Bible or grew up with any type of Christian faith, there's some cool stuff (laughs) that happens in the Bible. But, like, no 12 labors of Hercules stuff. And I just, I, I feel like, I feel like I was cheated out of some interesting storytelling is all. I mean... I, I think that's what it should be is, is storytelling. Well, like, we were talking about this before the before the start of the show. Uh, Greek mythology was solely so that sailors could navigate the ocean, yeah, could yeah. navigate the sea. So that that's another thing I would like to touch on. I, I want history is is interesting because people back then didn't have access to the the technology and understanding that we have now so they had to come up with explanations for the world around them using the only tools they had and if if that was you know just making up stories about the movements of the stars and you know saying that these are gods of the sun you know titans who bring fire that's fine great they they are explaining things in ways that make sense to them not to say they're right or wrong it's just yeah. that that's that's how they storytellers yeah. wanted a reason for being yeah so they created their own origin story mm-hmm. and that's really that's cool i mean like every <laughs> every theism has its own origin story and and it's it's not limited to uh to theism as well so like uh folklore yeah and 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 like oh hey the the chupacabra it eats goats but like it's not real and or, like or all of is, that no all of that kind of stuff like starts to like blur the line of like urban legend stuff yeah yeah i was reading a thing the other day about the jersey devil mm-hmm. which is like then you get into like cryptids and stuff yep 
and it's like how much of that is real and how much of it is believable but right it's like there's no precedent for it and there's no documentation for it but exactly. a lot of people claim to have seen it so part, part of the story is the mystique around the story yes. like like the mothman just just big old giant moth that shows up near lights mm-hmm no one could have just been a really big moth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you those things they get they get flipping huge. But like the Wendigos of yep. like northern north like North North America, like mm-hmm. in the wilderness of Canada and stuff. And apparently around here. Well that's unsettling. Yeah, we, we apparently live in <laughs> Wendigo territory. So just don't 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 resort to cannibalism in the middle of a blizzard and you'll be fine. Was, wasn't there a game Dead by Daylight? Is, is that uh, Until Dawn. Until Dawn. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So make the right choices or you're going to turn yourself into a monster in, in, in the snow out there. Yeah. That's literally all you have to do to avoid <laughs> becoming a Wendigo. Just don't resort to cannibalism at night during a blizzard. That's it. <laughs> really, really niche set of circumstances. <laughs> but apparently... Apparently that can happen, so just... Just all of those those very specific things, like, oh, hey, d- don't put a chicken egg under a frog or you'll get a giant snake. Yeah. Because that, that's that's apparently how you make a basilisk. You, you let a frog incubate a chicken egg. <laughs> now, that's the kind of folklore... That's the kind of folklore and stuff that I love. Uh, just, what, just the sheer absurdity of it. Yeah, well, also, like, I think it's interesting... When you get into, like, belief systems, every... And a lot of this has to do with the fact that the modernization of religions, Mm. uh, where there's a lot of overlap with different ones because people, like, making boats and traveling the seas and swapping stories, and they're like, oh, that's a pretty cool story. I'm going to incorporate that into my own nation's, like, backstory. Every... Seemingly every belief system has a worldwide flood story. Mm -hmm. So if you think of like the Noah's Ark story, apparently every worldly religion has that. Hmm. Every religion believes in a great flood. What it was caused by is always different, and the circumstances surrounding it were different, but everyone seems to believe that at one point there was a worldwide flood. We don't know why. It kind of makes sense. Yeah. So like, if, if the world started as the supercontinent Pangea and then, you know, plate tectonics or, or a meteor or something, whatever, split the world into the, the continents we know today, I could see there being, you know, some, some violent flooding when that happened. Yeah, but all of that, that happened <coughs> billions of years ago before mankind. That's fair. Like, apparently mankind is as old as potentially... 80,000 years 85,000 BC I believe is where like our ancient ancestral footprint comes from Hmm. maybe it's 100,000 I don't remember I'd have to look up the the information on that but it's like we go back a long way Hmm. and like we just like we befriended dogs and stuff like that like Mm -hmm. humans have been around a long time Uh, enough to like drastically change the ecosystem yep Oh, yeah. (laughs) And that's before, like, the 1900s. But now, what I also wanted to talk about, uh, not just the flood, every, almost 
maybe not everyone, but almost every belief system or like folklore. This is more a folklore thing. Yeah. Every, every, everywhere has some type of dragon. Okay. If you didn't say it, I was going to. Dragons are everywhere. <laughs> They're different. All of them are yes. different and they do different things. There's, like, a, there's a very distinct difference between a Western dragon and an Eastern dragon. Yeah, they're completely different, but they're both dragons. Yes. And I find that fascinating. I want to know where, who invented the first dragon and what exactly. did they think it was? And and why do, does, does seemingly everywhere around the world have a story about a dragon? Yeah. Why can dragons fly? You know, it's why all dragons can fly, seemingly. Hmm. And there are different types of dragons. Yeah, eastern dragons don't have wings. Yeah, but they can still fly. Yeah. Uh, and even western dragons, which is like the kind I'm most familiar with, hmm. you've got different types of subsets of dragons. Yep. Because dragons have, are, dragons are quadrupedal and have wings. Mm-hmm. Then you have wyverns or wyverns which are bipedal they have no front legs they just have their hind legs and they have little claws and they have, they on have the claws wings. on their wings but they're still winged dragons yeah uh you have lindworms which are dragons western dragons without wings that only have two front legs i don't what? know if they can fly but <laughs> well i mean they're dragons they have to and then you have like, and then you have like half Draco and like all sorts of like, there are dragons mixed with dragons, which is why like the half dragon, mm-hmm. dragonborn origins of some folklores are really cool. And all that stuff gets like put into D&D because it's like, oh, you're half dragon. It's like, there you go. Stuff like that is, I find it very fascinating. And and not just for the, for the content itself, because, you know, dragons are cool, big, scaly yeah. monsters, but like the history behind it how how did everyone come up with the same or similar stories and in recent times i love how we've been able to edit further uh the origins and like the mystique of dragons dungeon dnd alone uh different colors of dragons matte dragons uh colored matte dragons are evil inherently Mm -hmm. and metallic dragons are good benevolent Mm -hmm. so so I actually saw a, a, a meme about that today. Um, so, Matt dragons are, are evil. Metallic dragons are good. Wizards of the Coast. Oh, hey, this is Nicobolus. He, he's a gold dragon. He's very, very evil. But metallic dragons are good. Nicobolus is very, very evil. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I would love to have, like, somebody that's, like made a phd out of studying dragons i'm sure they exist i would get them on the show in an instant (laughs) like even if i had to like skype call them and i hate skype we live in a world of discord and i would still use skype to talk to this person and just like i would just let them talk it would be their podcast for a day (laughs) just so that i could hear them talk endlessly about dragons Oh, God, I want one. <laughs> like, I want like a, a dragon the size of this apartment building to just feel like my friend. I don't need to control him. I just want him to like. I just want to bring him money every once in a while, and like we just hang out and watch TV. Do you remember? Do you remember Dragonheart? Dragon the movie, the book yes, series, the, the movie. I don't remember it very well. It, it is a Sean Connery movie. That's right. Sean Connery is a dragon, and I. I forget the specifics, but, like, he's linked to this human who I think saved his life. And, and like, I 
think the dragon ends up sacrificing himself to save the human's life at some point. I, I, I don't remember. I think they made like three of them. Yeah. Like you get, there's a bunch of, um, there's a bunch of media that's like that, that I get a lot confused. Yeah. Cause you've got like, if that's dragon, dragon heart, remember Aragon? Yes. And it's I, like I didn't watch it. A lot of, I, it's I just a lot of it, yeah. similar writing. Yeah. Mary, you guys know I met a dragon once. Kremit, what are you doing? How'd you get back in here? You were supposed to be in the field. Which field did you go to? The, all of them. Uh, um, oh, 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 okay. Uh, which, which, which dragon did you meet there, Kremit? Uh, there, there's a dragon, um, who uh, has scales that are every color of the rainbow, and he has a mane that is every color of the rainbow, and he has a uh, red squishy nose that goes honk honk when you touch it. Kremit, are, are, you, are you sure this is a dragon and not a clown? Oh, wait, I've never heard of it. What's a clown? A, a, a clown is, is, you know, someone who dresses up, you know, in, in bright, pretty colors and, and, you know, for entertainment for children. So you're saying what I met was not a dragon? It is It is unlikely that that, that was a dragon, yeah. Okay, because he was foaming at the mouth. His eyes were dilated very wide. Uh, he said he was high on PCP. And um, he held me up for my wallet. So I came back uh, <laughs> because I need money for a taxi. Yeah, that uh, that, that that sounds like a clown there, Kremit. I, I, I think you got robbed by a, a, a clown high on drugs. So, I mean, I, I, I'm looking out the window. I can see him. <laughs> He's standing there. So he, he knows where you guys work. Um, well, so, uh, would this clown be, uh, is there a possibility that, a, that if this is not a dragon, um, would you say he does not have any magical protection or influences? I mean, you, you said he's likely on PCP, so, so like he might have some kind of protections. <laughs> but I mean, like how many, how, how many strikes to the head with a baseball bat? Uh, would overcome his PCP protections. <laughs> uh, well, that that's it's it's gonna depend on on the strength of the PCP and and how much he took. It is an and, aluminum and, and, you know... baseball bat <laughs> that I have filled with cement for such an occasion. Sorry, how many times? Like once. Four times, four times. It's kind of heavy. I don't think I can swing it more than seven times. But <laughs> if it's any times less than seven, well, I mean, let, let, let's look at this like like a tootsie pop. Uh, one, two, uh, three. Let, let, let's go with three. So you're gonna say I should I should I should bean this guy <laughs> three times in the in the head with a aluminum concrete filled baseball bat <laughs> to make sure he is in fact not a dragon but a clown who is abusing. Abusing hard drugs. I'm saying you should probably not go anywhere near him. Well, but I'm not going to stay in here. You guys are working. I don't want to bug you or nothing. I mean, Kermit, <laughs> Kermit. We just, we just want to make sure you get home safe. I mean, he's standing in the. He knows where I live. If he's been to one field, he's been to every field. What am I supposed to do? <laughs> uh, I mean, you could just kind of like chill in the living room if you have anything cool to add to the show like you can just kind of chime in and use one of our microphones or something but like I don't like uh, we'll give this guy some time to you know if we still have an episode to do so like we'll give him some time to calm down 
we'll go explain the situation and like you know we'll there's three of us on one of him. I don't think the I don't think the PCP would like take him too str- too far with like his magical protections and stuff. And like, you're not the only one with a concrete filled aluminum baseball bat. It's nice to know I have friends like you. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go watch TV. Uh, you guys, uh, sorry to interrupt your show. Um, yeah, I'm uh gonna go watch TV. Uh, you guys got Cinemax? Uh, <laughs> Kermit, I don't have, I don't have, uh, I don't have cable. Kermit, I keep calling you Kermit. I'm like, well, it's not a problem. It happens all the time. Uh, yeah, Kermit, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, I don't have, I don't have cable. No, I don't. I don't have Cinemax. You have HBO Plus. Uh, I have, um, I have Hulu. We, we, we got YouTube. That, that's a thing. Yeah, you know, you know what? I'll just, uh, I'll just, uh, I'll be on my phone. Yeah, you should the, be on my phone. The, hey, right. You guys all got right. the you guys got that Wi-Fi password? Oh, uh, you know what? Never mind. Don't don't even worry about it. Go back to your show. Go back to your show. I have I have unlimited data. It's fine. Go back to go back. I'm not I'm not here. I'm not here. Yeah. All right. Um that, that, that's uh that's Kremit the Fug, everybody. He just uh I worry about him. Yep. Yeah, yeah uh, that that clown is still out there. <laughs> He is smiling menacingly. He's, 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 he's not even in face makeup. That's just all the foam from yeah, his that's mouth. Just, it's like he put food dye in his mouth and then like crunched an Alka-Seltzer tablet. Don't, don't, don't do drugs, kids. Yeah, don't do drugs. Keep learning. Don't be afraid to admit when you don't know something and don't do, don't, at least... Don't do PCP. Yeah. Illicit yeah. substances. <laughs> if it's legal for you to do, consider maybe. But, like, don't, don't hurt yourself. Don't, don't, don't <laughs> let Scott influence your decision. Oh, yeah, absolutely. No, uh, do, do not take any advice from me. I, do I not, am a horrible don't, influence. Don't do anything under the assumption that somebody told you that you were allowed to do something because it was legal. Somebody told me. <laughs> Now we're going to have to listen to that. Oh, boy. For those that aren't aware, tell them what you're talking about. <laughs> so there, there's this, uh, this this artist out there. A musician. Who, musician. Who does, uh, what is it, lounge music covers? Yeah, like swing. Yeah, of, of uh, popular songs. Some, some of them are you know, songs you wouldn't expect songs to have lounge covers. Yeah. Th- th- like songs that you should not sing in that genre. Yeah. Like, imagine if All Star by Smash Mouth was sung by Frank Sinatra. Yeah. That's that's pretty much what this guy does. Yeah. Um, His name's Richard Cheese. <laughs> He's on he has a YouTube presence. Go go search it, it, him. It, after it after the show. Finish finish up listening to us, but Write this down. You're gonna to have to listen to him later. He's good. So, so specifically, the, this song I'm referencing is um, a cover of "Somebody Told Me" by the Killers, and it, it opens with him like just wasted out of his mind, trying to forget about the, the this girl. And it's it, it's such a fantastic song. It, it's it. a really, really <laughs> dare I say it's a better cover of the song than the original. <laughs> And he gets into it. It's not oh, just yeah, the, yeah. the emotion is there. 
Ah, it's just it's good. And, and that that is hard to fake. It's just, just yes. pure raw emotion. I'm, I'm good. I'm just start the song. <laughs> Somebody told me. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. There was a night at work because I remember I introduced you to him. Yep. Yeah. And I just want because I think that song had come on the work radio like recently. Probably, yeah. And I was like, oh, there's this guy that does a really good cover of this song and it's really funny. And you're like, uh, who is who's it by? And I'm like, oh, it's this guy Richard Cheese. Have you ever heard of him? And he's like, no. I'm, I'm like, so. And I explained the whole thing. I'm like, yeah, he does lounge music of he does lounge music covers of famous songs. And he's like, really? So we put on somebody told me <laughs> Scott's dying. <laughs> Dying laughing. Oh, and uh, we just kind of let it autoplay while we were working and discovered a bunch of other hits. Because, like, who would think that lounge music would work for Down With The Sickness? Or Chop Suey. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you trust in my self-righteous suicide. I cry when angels deserve to... <laughs> oh man, I, I just I, I can picture just you know sitting at a bar, just, just at the lounge there. He's playing live and and just old timey fifties nostalgia. Yeah. But... <sighs> it's good. It's yeah. just, it's I'm thinking about all the songs now. <laughs> now all of them are good. Get up, come on, get down <laughs> with the sickness. Ah, it's so good. So, so something else that we, we try to encourage here on Deviating Tangents is to take your own tangents. Oh, like, yeah. We, we'll, we'll plant the seeds, but then you got to go do your own research. Oh, yeah, seriously. And, like, if you want to understand half of what we're talking about, there's just so much you got to research. Yeah, how are you supposed to get any bonus points if you don't know what we're talking about? <laughs> if you can beat us to the punch with a given subject, I mean, you're just more in the know. And then that sets you up for <laughs> that sets you up for a better future of listening to our show. I can't believe we're at episode 4 already, right? It seems like just the other day we recorded we shoddily recorded what was originally <laughs> episode 1 only to realize no, we can't make this public for people to listen to because yeah. it was just bad. Yeah. Not for any like moral reasons. It was just like we weren't polished. It yeah. wasn't we didn't really understand the format. Yeah, yeah we had to we had to try this a couple times. And it's still not good. <laughs> but here you are. <laughs> we assume. We, we can't actually see you everybody, listening every, to this. Everybody left. Yeah, they're all out with a the clown. <laughs> There's like 30 people in the field. <laughs> hey guys, there's, um, uh, there's like 30 people outside with the clown. They're beating them up. I think I'm good to go. I don't think a clown high on PCP can really fight <laughs> off 30 people. Well, I mean... Sure. There's some girls sure. with pom-poms that are just cheering everything. <laughs> it's like, man, I kind of want to go out and join them. <laughs> but I'm uh, I'm afraid for my life, so I will stay put. Yeah, that's, that's probably safe. Yeah, carry better. on. I'm going to hide under the bed if anybody needs me. Hey. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Kremit the Fug. 
he's not gonna leave your yeah, he's not I think, he, yeah. I think he lives here now yeah. Kremit do I have to sign you to the lease could you <laughs> I mean if you pull up the paperwork I can I can sign it and I'm, I'm legend legible I could I can write it <laughs> and 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 remember if he stays in a cage he's furniture <laughs> Get out of the way. Hello, everybody. My name is Kremithy. Uh, Kremithy Frog. Yeah, he who. Uh, instead of hi-ho, because, you know, that's what Kermit says. And I'm not I'm not him. I'm Kremit. Yeah. All right. So, all right, I guess this has turned into a little mock interview. All right, Scott, what would you like to know about my history with the two of you guys working? Uh, well, we, we, we've, we've been told that you're a guy who can get stuff. Oh, yeah. I'm really good at getting stuff. Uh, what, what, what are this? What are some of the things that they, they, they've gotten to for for people? Uh, so that clown outside, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I got that for you. What? And <laughs> <laughs> and 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 why exactly did 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 you get me a clown who was? <laughs> High on PCP and is now being beaten up by 30 small children in a field. Wait, those are children out there? Oh, hell yeah, that looks like fun. They must think he's a pinata and he's all colorful and stuff. Hey, Scott, you alright? It looks like he's about to fall to the floor. His face is all red like a lobster. He can't breathe. But no, uh, what were you... Oh, why would you want a, a PCP-fueled clown? Um, I don't know. I figured you might want one. I was trying to do a good deed. I was going to get a I was gonna get a present for my pal and... Uh, 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 okay. The, 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 it's the thought that counts. Yep. That's, I mean, that's, I, that's would you like a better example of me getting stuff for people? Sure. Let, let, uh, let's go with that. So I got the clown the PCP. <laughs> Something happened in the middle where uh, he was supposed to pay me, and then he pulled a gun on me. He was like, "He's like, no, nope, uh, I'm getting this for free, and in fact, you owe me a bunch of money, which is weird. I don't even remember what I charged him, but I'm pretty sure it's not for what the going rate was. I don't, I don't, I don't get high on my own supply, so I honestly have no idea what the street value of the stuff is. But yep, yep." <laughs> But apparently asking for any amount was too much, and then he got upset, and then I came in here and I hid. <laughs> Doing all right there, guy? I'm, 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 I'm good. I'm good. Yep. You want to ask I'm me okay. another question? What, uh, what, 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 what is your home life look like? There? Uh, I've got, you got I've relatives? Got many children. It's many children. I have right. one wife, but many children. A lot of people think that fergs, that fugs are like frogs, and they're not. Uh, frogs have do this thing where uh, the female lays a bunch of eggs, and so two parents can have like a hundred babies. I have like three hundred babies, and my uh, my 
my thug wife, uh, she can only have one baby at a time. So uh, the question question resides, uh, how, fa- how fast does she carry it to term? The answer is four months. <laughs> um, but how could I have hundreds and hundreds of babies? Yeah, the, the, the math on that. I doesn't... steal them. <laughs> I'm just cutting to the quick. I know exactly what you were going to ask me. Why are you stealing children, Grandma? You, that's that's no. You can't be stealing children. I, why not? Angelina Jolie did it. Oh, I see what's going on. I'm not supposed to be stealing children, am I? <laughs> now, now you're starting to get it. Well, I mean, I got my hands on them. Not, not that way. I mean, I stole the children, and they're my. They're 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 fed. They're clothed. They have. Well, not a roof over their head, but... Because they're out in the field, right? That's that's where I live, so that's where they live. They live in a a protected family structure. (laughs) What? Why are you stealing children? Uh, For tax reasons. I mean, if every every dependent is a thousand (coughs) dollars, and then... Slightly less on the next one. I'm trying to see if there's a soft cap for how low the feds will <laughs> pay for my children. Kravit, you're, you're a drain on the system. Well, it's about time. President Reagan came in and made all the rich people's taxes really low, and now, like, now I have to pay for it, so now I'm making them pay for it by with the, the children. But that's not okay. You, you you're ruining the lives of these children. Oh, and you think that you that you're get off scot free <laughs> because you're like oh just because weed's legal <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> I never once encouraged drug use in the, in the young children's. You, you gave a clown PCP and let the kids beat him up with He's bats. He's 48! <laughs> His life was garbage before I stepped into it. He's a 48-year-old clown that hangs out by himself in a field. <laughs> I thought I was doing him a favor. He's like, hey, man, can you give me some PCP? I'm kind of, I need my fix. I'm like, well, your life can't possibly get any worse. Get it! And, and, and now you got all your children beating them with, with concrete-filled aluminum bats. I know. Isn't it great? <laughs> Hopefully you didn't use all of it so I can take it back and resell it. That's what I'm about. Recycling. I'm, uh, I'm in this for a cleaner planet. Uh, uh, okay. Um, going about it the wrong way, but that's a good attitude to have. What do you, what do you mean I'm going about it the wrong way? Uh, you know what? New question. New question. <laughs> I don't want to talk about this anymore. You're getting too personal with the questions. Let's do a more business-oriented question. What are your plans for the future? My plans for the future. Um, Where does Kremit see himself in five years? Uh, hopefully dead. <laughs> for, uh, fugs only live to be about 42. I don't know why that's the number. <laughs> With human beings, it's like it's like 70 or like 80. But it's like it's 70s or 80s. For whatever reason, fugs live to 42 and then they die. I mean, that's that's the ultimate answer. And I'm uh, I'm currently 39. So I mean, if I live for another five years, like then I'm breaking some molds. 
But I better not. My life is miserable with all the <laughs> children and whatnot. Well, maybe you shouldn't have stolen so many. They were legally obtained. But you said they were stolen. Legally. What? Okay, I, I, I make myself sound more important by saying that oh, I can steal anything, but realistically, these are children that were, you know, they were hanging out in the street and they were playing stickball, and uh, they didn't have tags on them to say what house they belonged to. What? <laughs> so I was like, and you know what? They, these children most likely don't have a home. I think it's weird that even though I pick them up and sling them over my shoulder and walk down the street with them screaming for their parents... And then these, t then this couple comes out of the house really close by and starts like threatening to kill me. The, the, the parents? No, I, they look nothing like the child. I mean, the mom kind of looks like it, but the dad looks nothing like. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's interesting. Is that enough? Can I go? <laughs> I mean, I'm the one that came in here, so it's not like I had to stay, but. Yeah, uh, Kremit, I think, uh, yeah, you're, you're good to go. Why don't you go, go watch some, go watch some YouTube. Yeah. Are, are you sure you don't want to ask me any questions? No, Kremit, we're, we're good. You can, you can, you can go. All right, uh, if you guys, uh, need me anything, and, oh, look, the clown, he's like, <laughs> he's evaporating. His legs are curling up into themselves, kind of like in that movie, The Wizard of Oz, when the house falls on her. You know, her legs are all like, <laughs> right, you guys are doing a show. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm going to leave you be. Wizard of Oz is a good movie. It is a good movie. It's a classic movie. It's, it's, it's really a, a psycho trip, too. And there's that whole thing where... If, if you put on Dark Side of the Moon by Pink yeah. Floyd at a certain time, yeah. it syncs up very well <laughs> with the movie. I've done that. I haven't. There's actually a YouTube video for it. It's the whole of the experience. It's called Dark Side of Oz. Hmm. If you're ever Sounds interested. If anyone's ever interested, you can go yeah, ahead and try yeah. it. Speaking of The Wizard of Oz, something I never quite understood. Well, something I did understand is... I just think it's interesting that it's, um, you have all of these characters. You have, like, the Scarecrow, who has no brain. Mm -hmm. You have the Tin Man, who has no heart. Mm -hmm. And you have the Cowardly Lion, who has no courage. Mm -hmm. Um, literally, and it's to show, it, it's set up for the end of the movie. This movie's over 100 years old. Jeez. Or it's about, about 100. So, no spoilers. It's a classic <laughs> movie. Go watch it. Um... <laughs> At the end of the movie, and it's announced that, like, oh, they already had all these things. Mm -hmm. They just had no visible representation for them. They, they didn't know they had these things. Exactly. Uh, Scarecrow is the idea guy. Mm -hmm. He comes up with literally every idea. Mm -hmm. If you watch the entire movie, he does 100% of the thinking. And I didn't realize, and I knew I knew that, but I didn't realize how blatantly obvious it was until, like, the last time I watched it, which was, like, last year. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, literally every idea is his idea. Mm -hmm. So even if he prefaces it with, I'm not much about thinking about things, <laughs> but he always is the one to say, I have an idea. And like the Tin Man and Cowardly Lion, to a degree, it's less. Yeah. But it's like, because how do you... How do you how, quantify courage? It, or like feelings. Yeah. But it's like, 
Tin Man always cries, like when the when the poppies put Dorothy and Lion to sleep, and yep. he just has a mental breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's that's an interesting bit. Uh, do you know why they fall asleep in the poppy field? Because poppies are opiates yes. and can make you sleepy. Exactly. They they are in a field of drugs. Can somebody <laughs> No, Kremit, you're fine. Go back to watching your, uh... I don't know, what are you watching, Caillou? <laughs> how unlikable is Caillou? I think that's kind of the point. I, how does a show run for that long with such an unlikable main character? I, I, I mean... For those of you that don't know what we're talking about, uh, PBS, Public Broadcasting Service? Yeah... It's either public public broadcasting service or system. Either way, it's a it's a channel for if you don't have cable. Yeah. Um, where you can always just get public broadcasting television. There was a cartoon. There was a list of cartoons that were made for PBS, and it's where you'd be able to watch like um, the Joy of Painting with Bob Ross and I think Arthur. As well. Arthur was on PBS. Maybe still is. Um, there was another animated show for children about a three-year-old boy. Was he three? Maybe ah, supposed to have been like two, but he was capable of speech. I'm going to say yes. he was three. This kid was named Caillou. Caillou was literally a problem. He does nothing but whine and complain when he can't have his way. I'm, I'm saying he's being a child. He's acting very childish, but like he is a child. He's four. That's, four. that's even that feels almost worse <laughs> like i get it when you have a young child and there's you know susceptible to like tantrums and stuff but like there at a, there's a certain young age where that's acceptable and expected and then like as as it gets older i feel like that's supposed to like teeter off more and more but like i guess four is still like the acceptable tantrum age but like i just hate this kid so speaking of tantrums uh, I, I checked out how old Caillou is, and one of the suggested search results is, why is Caillou bad? And the answer they give, the crux of most Caillou complaints is that the title character has an almost supernatural ability to reach through the television and turn the show's young viewers into shrill monsters. Children who watch this program tend to copy Caillou's behavior. Yeah, because that's what TV does. Yeah. You find characters that you want to, like, personify, and they teach you how to be. Mm -hmm. That's what, like, educational television is for. That, that's, that's why, like, I grew up with shows with, like, Captain Planet. And I love Captain Planet. Now I'm concerned about the <laughs> ecological about state the of the world. Somebody better pick up that clown from that field. He's <laughs> just... There, there's a wig and some foam left. I think that's a, that's not even, there's not even a person. Yeah. That's just yeah. the wig and the outfit yeah. and a pile of dust. Somebody Thanos snapped that I, clown. I'm, I, I'm mildly concerned. Is that what PCP does to the body? <laughs> Drugs. Not even once. <sighs> that was, that was anti-drug commercials are stupid. Like I think some of them got their point across. Yes. On the other hand, all of the anti-pot commercials. What's pot gonna do to you? Gonna make you tired. Yeah. You, you, you watch cartoons, you eat some snacks, and you fall asleep. That's it. That's like 
alcohol, which we had a prohibition on mm-hmm. in the turn of the century, is completely illegal, assuming mm-hmm. you're above a certain age. Uh, and then you have marijuana, which is not legal. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of those things makes you think you can do things you clearly can't, and the other one makes you think you can't do things that you really can. Mm-hmm. And and one of those is quite a bit more dangerous than the other. The the, the false confidence there is is like yeah, it's funny to to watch your friend try and sing karaoke when they're drunk off their ass. But, but that's like, in a, like a safe environment. Yeah, it, it, it's quite another to see your your friend fail at karaoke the bar. Yes, and yeah. then try to go, and they're like, "Where's my keys?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's where the problem lies. And really, it's an everything in moderation bit. Yeah. What were we talking about before this? We're going to have an epic clip show at some point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Have you ever heard of that? I guess, because they tested this on Mythbusters, I guess, if we're coming back to that. Have you ever heard the myth that uh, you shouldn't eat poppy seed bagels before taking a drug test? Yes. Uh, you, you would need to eat a considerable amount of, of just straight up poppy seeds to, yeah. to fail. It's one of those things where it, it's rooted in logic, but not quite. Not like practical logic. Yeah. Cause it's like, don't eat, don't eat almonds. They have cyanide in them. Yeah. It's like, you'd have to eat like pounds and pounds of almonds all at once. And it's not the almonds we're all familiar with. It's, it's yeah. a different subspecies of almond. It's like that's the that's the stuff I love. It's like you you can't you shouldn't eat that because it'll kill you. Yeah. In large amounts instantly. Yeah. And it's like I would I would die of eating too much before I would exactly. get like yeah. cyanide poisoning. It I it's like um oh hey the the doctor said this X-ray is completely safe, but then he you know got behind a lead, the lead blast ball. shield. The X-rays are completely safe. For the, the small amount of time that you're being exposed to them. Yes. For a doctor to be there every single day, x-raying, you know, tons of patients every single day throughout the entire year, that much radiation, yeah, is absolutely deadly. Yeah. And it's like, even hiding behind that lead shield, there's a possibility that they're still getting irradiated. Yeah. So it's like, oh, absolutely, when it comes to safety precautions, it's like... Yeah. What is it like with CT scans where they have to do the the radioactive isotope to be able to like follow mm-hmm. uh, your body, uh, like your body's systems to just so that it can show up on the actual scan. It's like, yes, your body is being irradiated, but it's such a low dose of radiation that it's not realistically harmful to you. I suppose if you had to have many, many, many CT scans done within the span of a year, then it could have some (laughs) lasting effects, but it's not like, it's not like you're going to a chemo appointment. You're you're probably getting more radiation just being exposed to everyday air. Yeah. Like like the sun. Exactly. The sun's radiation. Yeah. You go out, you get a tan, you get a sunburn, that's all radiation. You're literally letting the sun cook you. Exactly. Which is... Scary. An odd way to put that. Really metal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't have a tan. I'm nice and crispy golden brown. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You see, I... (laughs) 
How do you manage to get such a nice tan? Well, instead of <laughs> instead of tanning oil, I like to go with a light egg wash. <laughs> I avoid the sun. Yeah. Yeah. At all costs. I can't say like the plague because <laughs> if the last 2 years have taught us anything, it's that people yep. will not avoid a plague. Yeah, no, they'll they'll they'll, they'll go lick it. That was a weird time. Yep. It's not over. It's not. Uh, I, I did read, though, that um, you can get a flu shot and and a the other shot at the same time with no ill effects. That's pretty cool. So so they're probably just going to roll two into one, which would make the most so. sense to me. I, 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 I don't know if that's the actual plan, but that You've got enough sense. people protesting the one as it is. It's like which there's not the people getting flu shots anyway. Yeah. This is going to be the laser beams episode. Uh, yeah. I want us to talk about silly shit. Yeah. Because that's like... fun. I don't want you to come over here to remind <laughs> me that life sucks and everyone I know and care about is going to die. <laughs> you're going to die and your dad's going <laughs> to die and your mom's going to die. And then you're going to die. <laughs> uh, no, but like, I, I feel like that's something that that needs to be talked about though like like life isn't all sunshine and rainbows and and to just ignore the the reality is is detrimental yeah like, completely ignoring it yes the original concept of this show was to be a respite so that people didn't have to deal with the bullshit that comes with day-to-day -day life i thought it was to just multi-track drift Yes, about fun things. <laughs> so, so another of, of those uh, high school Disney TV shows that, that is pretty good, uh, Emperor's New School. That was a good show. Yeah. So, so Cusco uh, loses his emperor powers or his, you know, head of state. I think it's before nobility. he has the right to claim them. Yeah. So, so he has to go to school and, and graduate and all that and of course the principal is Yzma the bad guy <laughs> um, and you know it's it's just him going through school and, and he's the spoiled rich kid who now doesn't have access to the spoiled rich kid things Yeah, and, and he has to just be a normal kid I think early 2000 like late 90s and early 2000s like Disney Channel cartoons were fantastic. Mm -hmm. You had literally, you had all of the uh, all of the movie show originals. Yep. So you've got like Hercules, Aladdin, Little Mermaid, Lilo and Stitch, Emperor's Lilo New School, and then you had like the originals, like Dave the Barbarian. Mm -hmm. That was my show. <laughs> he made a megaphone using only a squirrel and a megaphone. <laughs> <laughs> There was a period of time, this is really embarrassing, there was a period of time where I tried to make Dave's catchphrase, pajabbers, a real thing. It did not. It did not. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's much harder to say in an instant when you need it to, when it's not on a piece of paper written in front of you, for you to be like, oh yes, now I say pajabbers. That is so fetch. Editor's note. Am I fully aware that Scott is trying to make a Mean Girls reference? Yes. Am I going to allow him his happiness? No. Don't. <laughs> <laughs>
You had the perfect opportunity to use the phrase and you didn't use it. <laughs> I'm not just going to pander to your lowest common denominator. <laughs> Do you know what I saw the other day? Um, talking about movies now, which, yeah. <laughs> welcome to Deviating Tangents, where we seemingly only talk about movies. <laughs> um, I saw a video on YouTube the other day that was specifically all a chronological list of animated Disney villain deaths. Hmm. It's interesting because there were a lot of, over a large span of time, there were plenty of Disney movies from when yeah. Snow White came out to all the way up to even now. From like, so the very first two on the list are the evil queen, the wicked queen from Snow White, and then immediately jumps to Maleficent from mm -hmm. from Sleeping Beauty, which is a movie that's like 30 years, came out 30 years after Snow White. Mm -hmm. Literally, there was no death happening at Disney. <laughs> And then from there, it jumped ahead like another 25 years to Fox and the Hound. Yep. And then it, villains didn't start dying really until the <laughs> 90s. Just like our childhoods. Because I think right after I think right after Fox and the Hound was um, Rescuers Down Under, and then I think oh, it, from I think from there it goes right into like uh, the Disney Renaissance with Little Mermaid and yep. all that. Such a great era for movies. They were really good. And unfortunately, they're all being remade into live action to capture, recapture the magic that once was. Why Why did they make a live action, in heavy air quotes, Lion King? That's not live action. That's just CGI. Yeah. Not good CGI. It was good. It looked good. Did you watch it? I've seen parts of it. Did you watch it? No. No. Because it, the design <laughs> engine that they were using, they looked like real animals. The problem is when they have to start talking. Yes. Because animals don't talk. Yep. Which was an innate problem with the system. So, so my question, though, is why? Like, it, it was already an animated movie. It worked as an animated movie. What benefit was there to making it CGI as in, instead of just, you know, just getting more money? Pushing, well, for one, I would imagine pushing their new rendering technology to its limit to see how, how close they can make something look analogous to reality. And two, I think... If I remember correctly, uh, the Lion King remake came out after Disney Plus had already become a thing, and Disney was paired with National Geographic. Mm. So to make a movie about African wildlife that yeah, looked real right. might satisfy the shareholders with um, Nat Geo. I guess. But that's purely speculation. I have no real... I don't like Disney Plus. I don't like Hulu either. I don't like stuff I have to pay for, says Scott. So it's more than that, actually. Um, if I'm paying for a service, that should be the end of it. Like, if I want to watch Raya and the Last Dragon, I shouldn't need to 
pay for Disney Plus and then also buy the movie? Like, like why is that an there, extra charge? That's not the common. That's that's happened with a few things so far, but nineties. It shouldn't shouldn't. It, it's horse armor. They're they're testing the waters to see how much they can get away with. Why did you use the phrase horse armor? Because that's how DLC and microtransactions got to the the horrible world that they're in today. Because we didn't stop it before it became a problem. So are you referencing something specifically? Because the concept of armoring a horse is not new. And it is important. I'm talking about the horse armor added to Skyrim. Okay. Or or Oblivion. Or one one of those Elder Scrolls games. They were microtransactions to add horse armor to the game. Okay. Well, if that is... I understand your argument, and I'm not arguing against it. But to call something... Because I've never heard the phrase horse armor being a bad thing. I mean, if you want to protect your horse, put armor on it, sure. But I mean, specifically, the the cosmetic microtransactions that were supposed to stay cosmetic and, and now, like some games you can't play without spending another hundred bucks on microtransactions. No, and I get that. And <laughs> yes, I think if I'm paying for a subscription service, if I'm paying that monthly fee, I shouldn't have to pay more on top of it yeah. to watch a movie. But it's like, I understand. That's why my problem with this is, my problem with this that could be solved is if Disney did not release movies on Disney Plus at the same time that they could come out in theaters. Mm -hmm. That was the whole Black Widow thing all over again. Well, I mean, part of that was, you know, still COVID, but... Well, yes, but it's like, let the... But you know, if we weren't in a situation like that right now, they'd do it anyway. Yeah. Let the movie have a theatrical run, Mm -hmm. then when it runs out that time, add it to Disney Plus for no extra fee. Yep, I'm fine with that. Because, like, I mean, in pre-COVID times, I have no problem going to a movie theater. Oh, yeah. I enjoy the experience. Yeah, I can get everything online for for next to nothing, if not nothing. But I enjoy the experience. I'll pay extra for the experience. Yes. Why am I paying extra to sit on my couch? Because you get to see it when it comes out. Who cares? Apparently you do. I... No, I, 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 I'm fine with waiting a couple of weeks to, to, you know... Well, some people want to go see new movies as they come out. And I'll do that at the theater. Okay. Why do I have to also do that at my house? Because you want to go to the movies, but you don't want to get sick from the germs that people have. Or what if you have one of those mega entertainment system rooms? How where- great are those, though? Well, I get your plight. I understand what your complaint is, but it's just an evil that exists and you can choose not to participate. And while, yes, you have a viewpoint, doesn't mean like that. that's a... I have to talk about this that's, now. That's fair, yeah. Yeah. People do things that I don't like, so now I'm going to complain about it. Welcome to Deviating Tangents. Where specifically Scott does that. <laughs> Well, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, didn't, no. didn't we just cut out like several whole segments here because you didn't want to talk about them? 
<laughs> I'm thinking of the people. <laughs> fun here on the show <laughs> let us know if you want us to have more guest stars on the show i'll try to get them in and we'll oh look it's morgan freeman with the weather <laughs> mr freeman what's the weather gonna be like today well as you know it happens to be very warm outside right now as we move more into the season it's going to get cooler it's cooler at night <clears throat> So you should certainly look forward to keeping your windows open. We get as low as 50 degrees around this parts. Is, is, is that why the, the clown melted? It was too hot. <laughs> didn't melt, he evaporated. <laughs> so Red Circle has this thing. When I upload episodes, there's this little box down at the bottom of the information header that says... Is this episode explicit? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Deviating Tangents, episode four, where we ha have this show where we talk about stuff that is sensitive because we're sensitive people. We have a guest star on the show today. Please introduce yourself. Hello, everyone. I am Kermit the Fug. <laughs> <laughs> Stop laughing. I'm starting the episode over. <laughs> was a joke <laughs> okay this has been <laughs> this has been episode four of the deviating tangents podcast we will see you guys in the fifth episode of deviating tangents podcast everyone have a good day <laughs> please see y'all next week <laughs> <laughs>